My introduction to KTC was under the shadiest of circumstances. When I took the interview in February of 2018, I was told that the individual and society's instructor, a fancy word for social studies teacher in the international baccalaureate curriculum, would, the teacher I would be replacing had not been informed that he was being replaced. I was also told that the district office wanted him out because of all of the noise coming from his room and his inability to manage his classroom. The administration at the time told him that he had a special training session at the school's sister campus. He did not. The truth was, unbeknownst to him, I was teaching a sample lesson for one of his classes for the director while he was training. I had developed my very own lesson plan for the interview and did my thing. As I was wrapping up my lesson, the teacher I was replacing walked in on me interviewing for his current teaching position. That poor man was forced to look his replacement in the face. I'm going to say that again. The teacher I was replacing walked in on me interviewing for his current teaching position. That poor man was forced to look his replacement in the face. As he came into the classroom, a student blurted out, Mr. You're fired. And the entire class laughed. I was mortified. He was mortified. The director at the time seemed indifferent to the whole fiasco. I had never in my life been a part of such an uncomfortable and messy ordeal in the professional workplace. I use that term professional so lightly, like as a feather. However, it would be the level of incompetence and gross lack of professionalism that would come to characterize this institution for the next two years. A few days later, I was offered the position of individuals and society's instructor and felt absolutely horrible about the entire situation. Still, I needed a job, and so I accepted the position. This was my introduction to KCC and is key to my resignation to years later. When I was hired by KCC in the spring of 2018, I signed a contract for $39,000 by the former director. Two days later, after being told that I literally transformed the school, she came back and told me my salary was a mistake and had to cut my pay by $2,000, reducing my salary to $37,000 with no explanation other than she had offered me more than she was quote unquote allowed to. This will be the first time in a, the first time in a long line of deceit from this school. This was also $19,000 less than my prior teaching salary in Chicago. I was offered the position of team lead after being with the school for less than nine weeks. I would hold this position for the entire 2018 and 2019 school year and received a $750 raise. I use that term even lighter than the feather. For the position bringing my total compensation for the year to $37,750, that raise was to be paid out in 12 months and materialized to less than about $60 a month after taxes or roughly $30 a pay period. 
In August of 2019, I was informed by administration that I would no longer be the team lead, but instead be the new quote unquote student engagement person. The position of team lead came with a job description, raise, and email communication informing parents that I was a team lead. They knew who I was as a team lead. The removal from my position confused me considering my performance from the previous year. However, the administration framed my move not as a demotion, but as a unilateral one. They did not use that verbiage, but it's how they explained it or framed it. This new position did not have an official name and it did not come with an additional raise. Instead, I would be able to keep my $750 increase that came with being team lead. My single function at the time was that I would be in charge of pep rallies. I have now gone from team lead to pep rally man. Then in another meeting, all level one discipline problems for the entire school was added. Then in a text message from the director, I was informed that I would use my new position to support new teachers and student discipline. Then the assistant director added teacher culture. In a one-on-one -on -one meeting with her, in a series of three meetings and a test message, I was now responsible for, get this, student culture, teaching culture, engagement, discipline, and new teacher support and development. I was still responsible for my individuals and society classes, now four sections of civics instead of three from the previous year, two history sections, and a public speaking class. That year, KCC received a school letter grade of a D going into the 2019 school year. However, over 80% of my students passed the Florida and, of course, exam in the field of civics. I was the only teacher to receive a passing rate on a state exam in the school. Let me say that again. I was the only teacher to receive a passing rate on a state exam in the school. More on this later. The director told me that my test scores saved the school from being an F. And as a result, I received a one-time $750 stipend. I found out later another teacher received the same stipend for her performance despite the 40-point difference in our scores. I'm not one to watch another's back, so get it how you live. August 2019 would be the first time I tried to offer my resignation from KCC. The previous summer had been financially straining and more physically, mentally, and emotionally taxing than I was prepared to handle at that time in my life. This would also serve as the first time the director would also use my love and bonds I had with my students against me by declaring the children will be crushed. I eventually relented and used the opportunity to renegotiate my salary with a director based on the belief that I felt my impact and significance to the stability of the school deserved to be fairly compensated. Look, pay me what you owe me. The director assured me that the KCC board would never consider my salary request of 56000 a number I requested based on the previous teaching salary, more on the board later. Y'all, the board is a hoot and a holler. The conversation between the director and I was the first time I brought to the table the position of dean to culture. I brought that title to her. Based on the new responsibilities expected of me, I thought that the title was befitting of not only my old role, but my prior contribution to the school. 
This was also taken into account that I would be serving as both teacher and dean, both of which had two distinct roles and require the time, support, and resources to be successful. A dean of student position at a charter school here in Tampa offered a maximum salary of more than $125,000 for a similar position. Let me say that again. A dean of student's position at a charter school here in Tampa offered a maximum salary of more than $125,000 for a similar position. I offered to do both of these positions, a teacher and a dean, for a combined salary of $56,000 and then $48,000. The director told me that there was even more than the assistant director made on campus made, and again, the board would never approve my request. I never saw this in writing. She said the best she could do was get my salary to 40000 She later texted me that evening that the best she could do was push my salary upwards of forty-one to 43000 And that would only come after my annual bonus, annual raise, and dean of culture. The director also said that she would have put the terms of agreement in for the board to justify my salary increase. I never saw this in writing. I never saw the terms of any type of contract. I never saw the terms of what was presented to the board on my behalf. I have no reason to believe anything was ever submitted on my behalf. I have never seen any contract numbers or have signed anything pertaining to my pay or contract duties as the dean of culture. I did not know what I was paid for versus what I'm supposed to be doing. I just know I did it all. My 2019 earnings came to just above $38,200. My salary increased just $488 from 2019 to 2020. Let me say that again. My salary increased just $488 from 2019 to 2020. The dean of culture position never existed. The dean of culture position never existed. It was entirely constructed based on task assignments, duties, and responsibilities the administration did not want to deal with or was unequipped to deal with. In retrospect, I feel the dean of culture position was a tool used to keep me busy with students and out of the decision-making and policy-making conversations that could genuinely improve the school. I was frozen out of school culture discussions despite being responsible for the culture of the school. Let me say that again. I was frozen out of the school culture discussions despite being responsible for the culture of the school. Funny how that works. More on that later. I was rarely consulted on the disciplinary decisions resulting in suspensions, even though most, if not all, disciplinary problems, definitely level one and most of level two, came through me. All of my suggestions, all of my suggestions to improve teacher culture were routinely dismissed or squashed in backroom meetings between administration and team leads. I played the role of dean of culture, dean of discipline, principal, assistant, principal, guidance counselor, mentor, nurse, mom, dad, big brother, and coach. This was all on top of teaching Four classes, seven classes actually, four civics, three history, and a public speaking. This administration will argue that they compensated me for my dean position. They gave me a $750 stipend to be paid out of a 12 months, which really wasn't a stipend. It was just a carryover from a team lead from the previous year. So I did not get on paper, technically, if you want to be cute about it, I did not get a raise, but I was asked to do four times the, the job of a team lead. But we're going to keep it going. 
I'm gonna try to keep my ad libs real to myself, but I'm gonna just tell you this, if this thing go on, I'm probably gonna veer. Just stay with me. Despite the fact that I was a dean, in the absence of the director and the assistant director, I was still not the designated administrator on duty. That distinction belonged to a white male teacher. I was never provided with a job description nor chain of command as it pertained to my position. Nothing to my knowledge ever went out to parents or staff informing them of my new position and my duties. The dean of culture was not recognized on any paperwork that I ever signed, nor was it acknowledged on my work badge, despite the fact that I wrote what content should be submitted on my work badge. The only quote-unquote insurance I had of my new position was a nameplate on my door, a nameplate that I am almost certain came down the day I left. I was deceived and lied to by omission when it came to my pay. I was offered the after-school position for $11 an hour in 2019 when the same position at the high school was offered for $15 an hour. Ask me how I know. I knew the teacher who accepted the position. He was a literal first-year teacher with no experience. I was a 12-year veteran with five years experience in aftercare programming. The director agreed to just 13 an hour, at 13 an hour. After taking the position, I was still not paid for three months. Both the director and the assistant director told me in my interview in February of 2018 that I could earn extra money income by being the advisor of a club. I need to put that in bold. Let me say that again. Both the director at the time and the assistant director told me in my interview in February 2018 that I could earn extra money by being the advisor of a club. In August of 2018, the assistant director reiterated this. The current director also reiterated this to me right before the 2019 school year. If I chose to be the advisor of a club, I would earn $250 stipend for each club. I also, I declined SGA at the time, but became the co Junior National Honor Society advisor. I they also I could also earn money becoming being a coach. And I was the football coach. You could earn a two hundred dollar stipend in that way. They told me that in the in the in the interview as well. The director also informed me that I could earn a hundred dollars for my referral of two newly hired employees if they maintain employment with the company until December of that year. I was led astray about these funds for over a year. When I inquired about these funds in January of 2019, I was told that the stipends and referrals will be split in half and paid out at the end of each semester. When I inquired, about, when I inquired with the bookkeeper regarding these funds at the end of the school year, she informed me that I would have to get what agreement was made between myself and my director. I requested this from my director in person. This was never communicated to the bookkeeper and thus I was never paid. I was told prior to the 2019-2020 school year, that was August, that I would receive stipends for both SGA and Junior National Honor Society when I chose to be advisors of those clubs by the director. Again, I was told prior to the school year that I would receive stipends for being the advisor of two clubs, SGA and Junior National Honor Society. I still had not been paid for serving as the advisor and co-advisor the previous year. I eventually became the co-advisor of SGA as well as the co-advisor of Junior National Honor Society. The referrals made up $100 apiece. The two stipends came to a total of $500. They were $250 apiece for a total of $700. I was also told by this director at the time of my hiring that I could be eligible for 50% of any funds raised by any clubs I was the advisor for or any fundraisers I hosted on behalf of the school. More on this later. 
When I took the job, they justified my low pay by saying that I could earn money in other ways, through fundraising, through clubs, through coaching. I asked the current director about my referral stipends as well as my annual bonus and raise immediately following our staff meeting of the school year in August of 2019. She informed me that my referrals and stipends would be included in the September 15th paycheck. They were not. It was here she also informed me that because our school had earned a D rating, we were not eligible for our annual raise or bonus, but that I would be receiving a $750 bonus for my EOC and, of course, state civic performance. So my $43,000 salary uh, has not moved above $37,750 at this point. I've earned uh, no more, well, other than the stipend for my one-time performance. When the September 15th pay period rolled around, I still had not been paid my SGA or Junior National Honor Society stipend or employee referral. I inquired with the bookkeeper again as I thought it may have been a clerical error. She informed me that she was never authorized to issue payment for either and that I would have to speak to the director about the stipend and speak with HR about the employment referrals. HR informed me that I was not eligible for one of the employment referrals because the person in question did not maintain employment with the company until December. But to speak with the director regarding the other referrals. So, I've been getting a runaround about this money for a year. Finally, I'm told by HR that one of the $100 referrals I'm not eligible for and the other I would have to get confirmation from my director. There is more than one email about me inquiring about these funds. The director's selective attentiveness disallowed her to see or respond to any message pertaining to my compensation. More on this latest selective attempt later old girl was messing with my money <laughs>